This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. The following program is brought to you by Podcast One Sportsnet. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Hey, everybody. Chet Waterhouse from Play With Pain talking to you. Listen, we need you to take the Podcast One survey. It's a blast, and it's super easy. Go to podcastone.com slash mysurvey, or you know what? Just go to podcastone.com and click on the giant survey banner. You can't miss it. If you filled out a survey in the past, just do it again because it, it's kind of fun. And uh, and uh, listen, all of us here at Play With Pain and all of us here at Podcast One are thanking you because you're doing us a huge favor by filling it out. Uh, so go there and have some fun. Thank you from Chet Waterhouse. Time to play with pain, where sports and inaccuracy collide. Now, here's your host, veteran sportscaster, and the voice of the International Speed Fishing Championships, Jet Waterhouse. Oh, brother! Hello again, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. My guest today, you know him, you love him. Hilarious comedy writer. Had his own show on Fox. He's doing everything. He's got his own podcast. Got another TV show's house with cars and everything. He's a man of many talents. Spike Ferris to Spike. How are you today? I'm good, Chet. Oh, hang on. Oh, nuts. I forgot again. Damn it, Gary. You got to remind me. I got to do an update. Uh, this uh, this is brought to you by Throwbacks, the e-cigarette you light with a match. World Cup, France wins as President Emmanuel Macron does everything but toss LeBron chalk cloud into the air. Croatia's uh, Mario Mandzukic opened the scoring by heading it into his own goal. Spike, that's like backing into your wife's car. Francis Antoine Griezmann then scored on a penalty kick, which, let's be honest, you may as well just cut cards. Paul Pogba got France's first actual goal by kicking the ball past defenders and into a net. French goalie Hugo Lloris tried to clear a ball the way you or I would kick an apple core off a sidewalk. Croatia bounced on it, pumped it in, but too late! France does something they've never done in a world war. They win. That World Cup summary brought to you by Bananas, the banana guaranteed to ripen tomorrow. Wimbledon, Serena Williams loses to Angelique Kerber, who apparently hates working moms. Novak Djokovic wins and earns the right to add a third V to his name. That's interesting. And finally, golf. Celeb tourney in Lake Tahoe, Charles Barkley finishes last and is once again forced to host Saturday Night Live. That Waterhouse update brought to you by Kafka Ask. Ask any question and get a befuddling answer from Kafka Ask. Now it's time to talk to Spike Ferriston. Got his own TV show. It's called Car Matchmaker. Got your own podcast here on Podcast One. It's called Spike's Car Radio. We're going to get all of that, but... uh, 
first Berkeley College of Music in Boston. God almighty. How'd you get to the fighting bass cliffs? How'd you even get there from high school? Now, I know you, you were on my show, Chet. I was. Are you a sportscaster? Where where would I see you outside of this room right here with the microphone? Well, you gotta you gotta be into the peripheral sports. You gotta be into things like I am the voice of the world speed fishing championships, uh, which is a combination of uh, of uh, speed skating and ice fishing. Uh, the Norwegians usually win. The, uh, last year they had an elapsed lap time of fifty two point three seconds, and seven walleye plus a, a muskie. So they really reeled it in. Then I do I uh, do the uh, Intercontinental Football League, home of the nonstop clock. We'll get you in and out of a game in about 41 minutes. I do things like that. I never quite made the majors, you know, because I had a lot of uh, kerfluffles on the air that kind of kept me out. But that's the kind of place you can see me. I don't do a lot of auto racing. I know that's your thing. No, I was thinking, like, Regular television and regular no. radio. No, we've never seen you in all these years. No, no. You're an older guy. 38. I've been doing it 38 years. 38 years. Yeah, just, uh, just, just you know, I enjoy the peripheral <laughs> sports. The people, uh, you know, it's the seventh game of the World Series of the people. The International Interstate uh, uh, Highway Barehanded Culvert Hunt. You know, people take that for real. That's serious. They want that. That's their thing. Butch Krubs was his name. He won this year. He pulled out a refrigerator and a beaver. Live beaver. He had it. He handled it live. I don't know how the hell he did it. Amazing to me. But these, uh, you know, the, uh, these people from ages six to sixty, they have fun. Spike. Now tell me, how'd you get to music school? <laughs> wow. How in God's name did you get to music? Well, school? it wasn't periphery uh, music at all. It was just an interest in music. I applied to the music school because I thought I might be the next Jimi Hendrix. But guitar player? Yeah. Sadly, sadly, I wasn't. <laughs> for a lot of now, and it took, it took a year to realize that it took me three years to <laughs> three realize years. It. three years yeah ouch that's yeah, a lot of tuition out. didn't work out uh but now you must have been competent on the axe you must have been able to to play a, a yeah couple. well i was a bit of a rock star in my hometown but my hometown was very small it only had eight thousand people in it so it was very easy yeah. to conquer that Little territory. Right, right. That's a short uh, sh- a short ladder to <laughs> right. the top there. <laughs> and then I got to Boston and I saw the competition. I kind of got psyched out. So I, I, I uh, you know, immersed myself in other classes like writing and English. And That's I, pretty cool. So the, the, uh, the lure, uh, tantalizing laughter lure took you that direction? No. Did you go into a comedy right away or where'd you go? It, did, go- it didn't happen that way. It you, was what a, happened? It was an English teacher in high school and then an English teacher in college who both told me, you have a talent for this. And it took two of them. <laughs> it took two. You didn't believe the first one. I didn't guy. believe the first one. Because <laughs> no, no. it's a town of 8,000. Miss Marber it was a woman and no, of course not. I thought she was just trying to find something positive in her yeah. assessment of me as a student. <laughs> <laughs> Probably just trying to score speed. And I'll be honest with you, at Berkeley College of Music, I thought, well, then I I must only be the only. I, I must be the only guy here who's actually putting any effort into writing. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> so that's so, that guy, right? right? So he's also just saying something nice. But it turns out, you know, they noticed something, and I listened. And so you wrote. That's pretty amazing to me because uh, you look like I'm going to be frank with you, uh, Spike. <laughs> I've done Spike shows. Spike's on my show. We've known each other a little bit. In high school, when everyone else thought it'd be fun to make a Molotov cocktail and then no one had the balls to light it and throw it, you look like the guy who walked up and said, I'll light it and throw it. <laughs> you got that vibe. I did do a lot of that. It was a little more inspired than Molotov cocktail. Really? Like what? Yeah. What did you well, do? I said, well, you reminded me of a story of a kid uh, in 10th grade who, at the big high school football bonfire, 
he walked up. We walked down to the bonfire together, and he, he goes, check this out. And he had a handful of twenty two caliber bullets. And I said, well, what are those for? And he goes, I'm going to toss them in the fire. I said, all right, well, this is where you and I part ways. <laughs> this is that's yeah. neither inspired yeah. and also dangerous. <laughs> yeah. He did it, by the way. Good Lord. Everyone survived. I don't remember the bullets going off. But see, I, I wouldn't have lit the Molotov cocktail. I, w- I, I like the more inspired lunacy, like putting, putting the giant high school Christmas tree in the vice principal's office when he wasn't looking. And then he opens the door and it kind of explodes on him and so, makes him uh, laugh, ultimately. You're, you're the dead horse in Dean Wormer's <laughs> office, kind of guy. It's got to yeah. have a little twist. It's got to it's be That's a little That's the writer in you. Yes. Why? No, well, it's also got to – it has, can't hurt people. Yeah, yeah, you don't if, want to if, hurt people. If, if this kid did that today, he would be a domestic terrorist. <laughs> yeah, he would. He would probably be on a on a no fly list. That warning brought to you by Pandemodium. Get rid of your diarrhea in one chaotic blast with Pandemodium. <laughs> you worked at the Ferrari, Maserati, Lamborghini showbiz <clears throat> when you got into it. SNL, Letterman, Seinfeld. What kind of writing? Uh, Took you through that. What was the strength? What do, we, what do you think was your strength that got you through? That's a gauntlet. It is. I That's a chicane. I don't, I don't know. I just, got, I just got lucky. I like to write jokes about things that were going on because there was so much that made me upset. Topical guy. Topical guy. And not politics, just scandal, just anything that made me go, well, what? <laughs> What's wrong with these people? What's wrong with this? <laughs> what happened to these people? And then I started writing these 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 jokes based on those setups, and people started doing them, and it was fun. It's enjoyable. Now, what kind of writing you want to do now? What are you doing besides the podcast? Besides, I'm the working on uh, right now. I'm working on half hour development. I'm uh, right in the middle of, of of next season's half hour development, and I'm meeting with production companies and hearing their ideas and pitching them my ideas. But half-hour uh, comedy is what I'm thinking about today. Do you still, are there still a, is there still a season? <laughs> I don't even know there anymore. Is. Every time I turn on the TV, people are either asking me uh, to pay them to watch reruns of, like, Dick yes. Van Dyke. Yeah. I got to do that on the Netflix. <laughs> then the other place has uh, new shows about, uh, I don't know if everybody's transgender on the show, but it seems <laughs> like it. It's an enjoyable show, but they seem to be the extremes, those two yeah. shows. And yet I, I'm paying for both. You are. You're paying for all of it. I, there seems to be – I don't know. This will be an exploration if there is still that business. But, you know, comedy might be coming back a little bit. It's been gone for a little while. I certainly haven't been watching it. it it's been gone even <laughs> from the comedies. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, there, there are a few out there doing okay. Silicon Valley is pretty good. And maybe, that's a great show. And maybe that's it. I like those but, kids. Yeah, it's getting yeah. a little thin after that. <laughs> I'd like to contribute again. I'd like to, to come back to comedy writing and, and do some serious writing because I've been playing in the car world for yeah. a while and the unscripted comedy world and – but it's got to be fun. Now, what got you into the cars? Let's be honest. Who flipped the switch? Got you so deep into automobiles. Were you always into it? And then there was it that Seinfeld guy who just lured you into his uh, swirling vortex of expensive doom. It was uh, Letterman. It was Dave Letterman, Letterman got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Letterman. <laughs> when I was there, he let me drive his cars. I Uh-oh. drove a lot of cars I had never driven before, Ferraris and Porsches, and I was dead. I was totally dead. I don't Why? know, but you've never experienced this, Chet, because you've never been on a writing staff with a with a personality no. like that. Most of the people in shows, like on Letterman's show and on Seinfeld's show, most of the people on the staff don't really like cars. So then you walk in and you kind of like them, and very quickly 
you've got a new buddy, and his name is David Letterman. <laughs> Half the time, you're called up to his office. It's not to pitch jokes. It's That's... to go, hey, hey, Spike, hey, look what I saw in the back of Auto Week here. It's a, uh, it's a Volkswagen Rabbit with some uh, ground effects on it. Well, Dave, what's ground effects? You don't know what fucking ground effects is? That's aerodynamics, boy. You've got to buy this car. You're like, what? <laughs> now you're worried for your job if you don't yeah. slap an Edelbrock By car the way, and a Hearst pistol shift on that thing. You're right. And both times, when I wrote for Seinfeld, it was the same thing. I was always a little worried for my job if I did not engage with them on this level. <laughs> now, this is not any sort of – it's a different kind of harassment. It's an automotive yes. harassment. It was right? – yes. I yes. had to engage in automotive positive yes. behaviors to keep my job. Right. You right. did. You did. <laughs> the, uh, There's, there sounds – I should be calling Gloria Allred about Rev this. Rev me too. Rev me too. Something like that, isn't it? It could be. It could be interpreted that way. I think so. It's a passion <laughs> at gunpoint. Now, uh, hey, speaking of cars, here's some useful car tips you might not be aware of, Spike. Coffee filter and a little bit of olive oil can clean your interior. I didn't know that. Removing excess weight from your car will improve gas mileage. Kind of makes sense if you did even moderately well at math, but can you, did you know this? Placing your key fob on your chin is going to increase the key fob's range. That's insane. Here's another tip you might not know about. True Car also helps people get used cars. That's right. True Car isn't just for buying new cars. Spike with their certified dealer network and nationwide inventory of nearly 1 million used cars. You're going to enjoy real pricing on actual inventory and a simpler buying experience whether you buy new or used. And with True Car, users can see what others paid so they know if they're getting a good deal before they even buy. They're also more likely to enjoy a faster buying experience by connecting with True Car certified dealers. So when you're ready to buy a new or used car, check out True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. Now, let me ask you about this because I saw this movie on the plane. I was just coming back from an event I had to do. I did the um, the amputeed by a gator uh, arm wrestling tournament. That's very interesting. The backstories are uh, tragic and uh, inspiring, and, yet, and then all similar as well. <laughs> they do. They do have a thread through them. They do have one commonality: <laughs> yeah, they, the arm bitten off really by do. the gator. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You'd be surprised though how many variations. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Can well, happen under points, that. I'll bet. Right? Yeah. A guy points. just reaching over to relure his rig, and bam, gone from the elbow <laughs> Problem down. Problem solved. Yeah. <laughs> so listen, I saw on the plane Ferrari Race to Immortality. Have wow. you seen that movie? No. Enzo uh, Ferrari's uh, 50s race team. Mm -hmm. Ferrari, top of the heap, but he lost his whole, uh, I don't know what they call it, starting lineup of drivers. Like he had the, the two British guys, Hawthorne and Collins. Then he had the two Italians, Musso and Calavetti, maybe. <laughs> then he had a Portuguese guy, De Portaga. They all, like, within three years, they all crashed. <laughs> And died. <laughs> well, that was racing back in the day. Yeah, it was that's dangerous. crazy. That's the part that made me nuts because yeah. they showed actual footage and these uh, guys flew out like a ragdoll. <laughs> yeah. I don't even right. think they were strapped in. There are still guys who race those cars now. We call them dentist flingers. 
these little cars that a dentist will buy because he's made a little money, and then he takes it to a historic race, and it's he's flung into this tent. Yeah, he doesn't. And that's the end of him. He doesn't realize there were no safety tech on any of these cars until geez, I don't know, maybe the eighties or nineties. Helmets made out of like paper mache and gauze, and it's all wrong. A lot of times, you'd have your feet in front of the axle. So if you imagine where you're sitting in a race car, you've got your two wheels, and your legs are going across the axle. So when you hit the wall, what hits first? Oh, brother, your toes. <laughs> your legs. Your legs. Man, oh, man, oh, man. Yeah. yeah, it's not good. No, that's splint heaven. There's a guy making some money, the guy out there shaving <clears throat> pine trees into splints. So uh, <laughs> is that an era of racing that – what do you like? What's your favorite era of racing? Um, well – I mean, what do I like to watch? I like Formula well, yeah. One racing. Can you go, I like, can you I go, like indie racing. I, I like all that stuff. Can, do you get into like monster trucks or midget racing? Or I would. Any of that? Yeah, I lo- I would do all of that. You could watch any of that over <laughs> and virtually any it's other. It's not. Sport. It's not that I like. I would rather get it. Get in the stuff. Like I mean, if if truth be told, I would like to do some sort of off road racing myself on a motorcycle. Wow, <laughs> that's what I would prefer to do. When I'm getting into the high speed stuff and the indie cars, you know, that's perilously close to. <laughs> Throwing a handful of twenty-two shells into a fire. Well, I like me. it. I don't like to watch. I like to do. But, you like but, to do it. Yeah. yeah when you're I get a doer. out, when I get out in the racetrack, I like to go out with a few friends. We just bomb around, but we're competing against ourselves. We're not trying to prove anything to see who's fastest. How many? You really? No, not at Come all. Come on, a little bit. Somebody's ego's got to get <laughs> ruffled. I chased some guys the other day, and it was fine. Yeah, but that's it. You race like you got a chip on your shoulder. That's my guess. Uh, I, you know, I'm a little competitive. But I also I get, wrong with that. I get I get uh, I get a little motion sickness. So I've got all these devices now to try to keep me from getting car sick. Do you know this about? There's devices now. First of all, you got to be uh, aggressive. You First gotta, of all, you, you, you're going into Amazon to pitch stuff. You better have a chip <laughs> on your shoulder. When Jeez. you when you do ride along laps or you're in a race car and you're not driving, it, the the risk is pretty high that you're going to get car sick on about the third or fourth lap because they just go that fast. And the, I, I and don't the, know. The I can't. G force. <clears throat> the is G, that a term? It's, it's your vision. I don't know what it is, but it just happens, right? I've now realized that if I'm really pushing myself hard, I can make myself sick. Wow! Right. And yeah, I can, why why uh, why ask a friend along for that messy <laughs> ride? Why not just do the whole thing yourself? And you don't throw up; you just feel awful, and then it becomes it doesn't become fun. So this <laughs> don't last throw up, you don't throw up. I don't. I've never thrown awful. up. Yeah, I just feel it's absolutely kind of like a wedding. Horrible. <laughs> <laughs> what happens when I go fit deep sea fishing too? When I get out deep in the waves, so it's just motion. But they make this thing now, and I tried it last time. It's this little bracelet. And everybody knows about the pressure point bracelet, but now there's this little electrocution pressure point Good bracelet. Good Lord, what is Brett Favre doing with <laughs> that, the copper that, now? You, you know what those electric dog collars do? Yeah. It does that to your wrist every 30 seconds, and your whole arm twitches. Well, I'd hope on a light, slightly <laughs> smaller dosage. And it, no, it what hurts. What happened to medicine? What and happened it, to the days where they just gave you a pill and said, Get yourself a highball and slug this baby down. You're going to feel great. Now they electrocute you. They take you take the pills. You get sleepy, which is not a good combination for doing 180 miles an hour. You understand, wow. Chet? That medical advice brought to you by <laughs> Motorboats, the restaurant that's just a little more fun than Hooters. Car matchmaker, you you said, uh, listen, I'm going to take all this skill and intuition that guys normally aim on chicks, mm-hmm. and I'm going to aim it at cars and guys. So you match up like people, yeah. men, women. Yes, anybody. anybody. Well, I like to help people who need help with cars. 
That's that's how I match up. And I let them drive three cars, and then they pick the one they like the most. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Do you mix fun. it up? What do you mean? Do you know that you're sandbagging one of the cars? I mean, do you slide like an AMC Gremlin in there just to see what the guy does? <laughs> no, we've never had that never car. Never used an AMC show. Gremlin? I would do an opening drive with that car, but never. No, I try to find three cars that I think would work perfectly in their life, all three. No joke cars. No so joke what cars. What would be the point of that? Well, I want the point them, would want... be it's, it's a show. It's entertainment. <laughs> Come on. you got to sense it up. you got to light a fire under these people. you got to get people to watch. I, well, the open and drive is the little space in the show we put funny cars to you drive. You put a little funny car. About. Yeah, yeah. But What's I want the my... funniest car you've had in there? Um, probably the Hot for Teacher uh, hot oh. rod <laughs> that the Peterson Auto Museum lent me. Oh, Talk wow. about a dentist flinger. That was this, this <laughs> open hole on four wheels with no seat belts. <laughs> had the uh, it could have easily flung me uh, out of off the PCH and into the ocean. Wow, it was the unsafest. And car that's I've ever probably driven. just on a on a small turn. Yes, it could have just yes. slung you right out of there. All like, sorts of uh, strange stains like on the fish on the at fiber. the market. Yeah, just yeah. Just right out of there like a carp but super fun to drive you know i love it it's the greatest what's the most satisfying person you've had on the show the, the most satisfying person yeah, person that you've that you <clears throat> found a car for oh on car matchmaker yeah yeah oh, satisfying i don't know person. they're all kind of weird i mean really <laughs> i like the the buyers that come on that really uh are really passionate about cars, but don't really know anything about cars. Well, that's a lot of. I, I would right? think that there would that would be a lot of people, but I don't know if they can funnel them. No, occasionally show. we get people who just want to be on TV, oh, which is really? never really fun. Oh, and you can you can probably tell if you watch the show who those people were. Yeah, but the really earnest people who don't have access to. Yeah. You know, I remember there was this young woman who came on. She wanted to buy her first motorcycle, and I was able to introduce her to Keanu Reeves, go down to where he makes his new motorcycles, and we all had a great conversation about. You know, how to ride a motorcycle in your first year of learning how to ride. That I really remember that. That was a really fun show because when, when is she ever going to get to sit down with Keanu Reeves, who, by the way, has crashed three times on his motorcycle. That's, most, I'm not surprised. Most notably, over the hood of a car in Hollywood and landed teeth first into the concrete of the sidewalk. Good Lord. You know what he and calls he, that? Acting class. That's what he calls that. <laughs> <laughs> and he seems like a great capo that 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 girl had to be thrilled out of her mind she was psyched i was psyched too and he kept riding and you know we get to tell maybe we gave her a little uh a little insight into how not to to die on the road Who yeah knows? yeah you know what i mean first hand first hand that's impressive now listen i'm going to ask you some car questions world sure. economy the whole world uh, is it good for the auto industry because companies are being gobbled up like crab dip at happy hour man. yeah I mean, they're just it's like three people on the whole Yes. It's a bang right now. The what's whole the, shoot what's match. the question? Well, is it good? <laughs> is it good for uh, the automobile industry? No, I think there are, there are two big threats to the automobile industry right now, as far as I can tell. One, uh, the kids aren't buying cars. <laughs> <laughs> they prefer the scooter or the <laughs> Uber or the teleporting. Line. Right, yeah, or walking, walking. or jetpacks or whatever <laughs> other app whatever they can buy. Whatever going to come up with. And the other is the tariffs. You know, there's all this talk of uh, of, of tariffs on oh, these imported bro. cars. So yeah. you know, there could be there could be a price issue there. But a lo- what I like is a lot of car companies now offering ride shares or memberships, where you can just pay them an amount of money every month, and they take care of the insurance. That you can switch between cars if you want. They take care of all of it. Wow. The registration, the whole deal. It's uh, it, I know Volvo's doing it. Porsche's doing it. I think Audi's up to it. Are people in a coma? Don't they want to have any interaction? No. <laughs> Do they even, they, we don't even want to drive the car. But imagine, anymore. you know, 
You know, a lot of time, driverless cars. What the hell's that? That's that's great stuff. I love that. You stuff. love that? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, a dri- uh, you know, yeah. Try interviewing one of them on your damn show. <laughs> a driverless not going to work. A driverless car is not going to smoke meth and get on the road. It's not going to get in a road rage argument. Well, that insight brought to you by Incognito. <laughs> You'd never guess we're plumbers. Tesla pros and cons. Uh, the pro, it's it's a green technology electric car they love. The con, Elon Musk, who seems to have lost his mind, <laughs> yeah. most recently calling one of the rescuers yeah. in Thailand a pedo. And he seems like he's losing it. He yeah. seems like he's losing it like a lot of other folks in well, the world right now. Well, he's so starting I, I to date crazy actresses, so that's a bad <laughs> sign right there. That's right. And, and Chuck Chet. Right, yeah. you, you, that's the right name. You, you know what happens. You, a lot of this, uh, yeah. If well, you're dating a crazy person, chances are you're a crazy person, right? Probably, I would say, yeah. There's a balance out. If right. you're a 250 hitter, uh, you're a 250 hitter. <laughs> but I'm rooting for him. No I matter hope, what the pitch. I hope we can get some medication that maybe helps him uh, stay on the straight and narrow. Because I, I like the company. Well, let's. Hope, yeah, you know, I think they would be fun because the electric car doesn't. Uh, uh, I miss the uh, smell of bus fumes, but other than that, <laughs> other than that, I'd go electric. What drives you craziest in day-to-day traffic? Oh, people who drive slowly in the left lane. Yes, uh, and don't let you pass. Yeah, you seem to think that that's okay. Makes me nuts. Makes me absolutely crazy. What can we do? Is there some sort of suction cup device that can <clears throat> fire out of the front of our car? Where's Elon Musk when we need him? Yeah, no, He's off exactly. Banging some crazy actress, and we need a. <laughs> A harpoon. They're not dating anymore. <laughs> oh, aren't they? <laughs> I don't even know. You're I'd a like to harpoon a few people in that fast lane. All right, let me take a break here. Uh, this is for Quip. I don't know if you're familiar with this. You brush your teeth? Yeah, I do. Right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, uh, the truth is most of us are brushing our teeth wrong. We don't even know it. We're not brushing it for long enough, and we're forgetting to change our brush. That's super important. And that's because most brands focus on selling you flashy gimmicks and uh, you know, light bulbs and follow spots and all that kind of crap while you're trying to brush your teeth. But not Quip. What makes Quip different? Well, let me tell you. For starters, Quip is an electric toothbrush that's a fraction of the cost of bulkier brushes. Uh, it's still packing just the right amount of vibrations to help clean your teeth. Quip's built-in timer helps you clean for the dentist-recommended two minutes, which is like one lap at the uh, Indy or something. With guiding pulses. Well, they got guiding pulses that remind you when to switch sides of your mouth. Next, Quip subscription plans are for your health, not just your convenience. They deliver new brush heads on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just 5 bucks, including free shipping worldwide. Quip also comes with a mount that suctions right to your mirror and unsticks to use as a cover for hygienic travel wherever you take your teeth. And finally, everyone loves Quip. They were on Oprah's O-List. They were named one of Time's Best Inventions. And they're the first subscription electric toothbrush accepted by the American Dental Association. They're the big boys. Plus, they're backed by a network of over 20,000 dentists and hygienists and hundreds of thousands of happy brushers. And uh, everybody's using Quip, so get on Quip and try it every day. They'll keep you right on, right on beam. Quip starts at just twenty-five bucks, and if you go to getquip.com/chat right now, you'll get your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com/chat. That's spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P.com. 
slash chat. So brush your teeth with Quip. Now listen to me. Everybody at home, I got one of the world's best funny, snarky auto guys here. Time for Advice Corner. Let's get some knowledge directly from your mouth, Spike Ferriston, to my listeners' craniums. Biggest mistake civilians make test driving a car. <clears throat> um, not knowing what they're going to buy when they walk into the dealership, for sure. That's the biggest mistake. They make. Really? Yeah. So never go in just thinking, ah. You got to go in not only knowing what model you're going to buy, but also what you're going to pay. Otherwise, you're dead. So you got to do your homework online. Otherwise, you're going home with a Yaris. Yeah, nobody wants that, a Yaris. <laughs> you will My go goodness. home with that Yaris if you don't do your homework. That's not even a word. That's one of those <laughs> things where they just random generated letters. Uh, Jerry I think Lewis there's a number in there, to too. that, didn't he? <laughs> Yaris. <laughs> <laughs> the one question okay. we should ask a car salesman <clears throat> that we never do. Oh, um, hmm. Uh, the one question we should ask a car car salesman that we never do is uh, what do laymen forget all the time? Hmm, that's a really good one. I don't know. I don't. I don't deal with salesmen anymore because they're always so awful. But um, how much time is this going to take? <laughs> that that's would be, a good question. That would be the question I'd go in, and I would know know the answer already before that. If you have not made any progress towards your deal in ten to fifteen minutes, you got to walk. You gotta walk. That's impressive. Just walk That's out. like and right, boom, right out of the chute. First pitch, knuckleball. Throw them <laughs> off balance. Now, yeah. you, now the balance is yeah. now the momentum's on your side. You I like go. that. Best sports car on a tight budget because a lot of people can't afford the Porsches, and <clears throat> Lamborghinis, and stuff. The best like that. sports car on a tight budget. Well, why? What do you mean? Best sports car that people could afford. What can they that uh, they can afford? Yeah, like a, like a, say a forty th- forty five fifty thousand dollar car. Oh, all right. Well, I would go with a Ford Mustang GT. I really like. Really? That yeah, yeah. I, I I dig that. Sure. You Just, know I'm a Porsche guy, so I'm always about the Porsche stuff. And then I would I would say, well, get get into vintage Porsches. Get into something from the eighties. But you think you, want, you could for that kind of coin? Sure. Why not? Well, I don't know. You're yeah, yeah, a guy. <laughs> absolutely. Jeez, you I'm, absolutely I'm driving can. a Pacer for God's sake. But if you don't want a, me, if you want a new car, I'm 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 really into the Ford Mustang. I think that's a legit little sports car for the money and a great buy. What's the one aftermarket thing a non-gearhead should add to his car? The one aftermarket thing. Oh, yeah, because like most of us <clears throat> aren't that into cars that right, much, here, but you'd here. like to slap something on. Here's something that I buy all the time: I buy a little vent clip for my iPhone. They're like 20 bucks. Uh-huh. You get them on Amazon, and you, it sticks right to your vent, and then you can put your iPhone right there so does, you can see it. Does it make your engine rumble, or does no, it impress it the chicks? It doesn't do anything. No, it, it gives your clip. car functionality, whatever car that you're driving, if it has a vent. It's nowhere near as good as the <laughs> knuckleball question. <laughs> Agree or disagree, the gas pedal, the most underrated safety device in a car. The underrated safety device? Yeah. What do you mean? I don't think people think of the gas pedal as something that helps them. No. I think everything is designed for a civilian in a car to sort of avoid the gas pedal. I disagree. And everything is, devi- is, is designed in society to say, go slower, stop, look out on both shoulders, this, that, the other thing. No. You got to get the hell out of trouble sometimes, don't no, you? I hear what you're saying, but yeah, no, I disagree with you. You disagree? <laughs> yeah. I don't consider that a uh, safety You don't c- consider the gas pedal a safety device? No, I don't. All right. Not in any way. Seatbelts. That's <laughs> nah, overrated. <laughs> Radar. Things radar. like that. Things that measure other traffic around. Do you use the, the, black, uh, the black ops radar? 
I, I use a lot of safety radar in some of my other cars. Yeah, I love it. I think it's great. Yeah, Stuff yeah. that reminds you to look up when you're driving right into the back of someone at a red light because your nose is in a phone. Yeah, I like that stuff. One word, radar. That advice corner brought to you by Ragtops, the laid-back, open-air armored car company. Hide in plain sight with Ragtops. All right, buddy. It is uh, – oh, before – you know what? Before we do the fiery four, let's do one of these <clears throat> These uh, little – this is uh, – you wear underwear? I do, okay. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. And I want to take a minute and talk about it. Uh, yours, mine, everybody's. Uh, do you have the best undies? Who knows? You should wear the best undies. It's for you, for Pete's sake. And you would be wearing the bust, best undies if you were wearing <laughs> me undies. They're comfy. They make you feel good. And when you feel good, anything is possible. Well, that's pretty deep for an underwear company. I like that. <laughs> this is real people. Me undies, they're just real. They're, they're, they're made with the softest fabric. They have the coolest styles and colors, and they come right to your door. Once you put them on, I'm telling you, you're going to always wear me undies. If you're going to the movies, watching baseball, sitting on the couch, you should just be wearing me undies. You're going to be comfortable, man. I like the boxers. Always a hit at the gym. The gals like the boxers. You know, they got a fly on there that has uh, three or four settings. Me undies is risk free. <laughs> well, make sure you get the perfect pair just for you. If you're not happy, they're going to refund the cost, and you get to keep the undies. Because you're listening to me, you're going to get 15% off your first pair of MeUndies and free shipping. Go to MeUndies.com slash Chet. That's MeUndies.com slash Chet. And here's an extra gift just for you. Order a pair, take a screenshot of your transaction, and send it to me, and I'll send you another pair of MeUndies. You get one for 15% off, and then another pair from me free. First 25 people to send a proof of purchase, screenshot of your purchase, or a pic of the receipt, I'll send you another pair free. Just send your proof to gift at podcastone.com. Put Chet in the subject line, that's my name, and you will soon have another pair of MeUndies in your collection. Let's do this. Let's do this! MeUndies.com slash Chet. Hey! If you like my show, you're not going to want to miss No Excuse with John Taffer. Shut it down and listen to John, the award-winning hospitality legend, as he brings his straight talk and unapologetic approach to daily topics and current events. You don't want to miss his latest interviews with Adam Carolla and R.J. Bell, the gambling guy. Oh, man, this guy's good. I just did a show. He's you great. did a show. Spike like, Harris has been on a show. I like John Taffer a lot. These are like my, three of my good favorite man. people. That's a, that's a huge endorsement because as uh, if you've listened to uh, the Spike uh, Ferriston episode – on Play With Pain, Spike doesn't like a lot of stuff. <laughs> That's not true. And R.J. Bell hosts the, the, the Dream Preview on Podcast One. Adam Curl, everybody knows Adam. You know Spike Thurston. This is the kind of guest John Taffer's getting. So download No Excuses every Tuesday on Podcast One, podcastone.com, and Apple Podcasts. Also remember to rate and review. And hey, while we're talking about Podcast One, don't forget to check out my Play With Pain page on the Podcast One app where you can hear exclusive Chet audio not available anywhere else. Anywhere. All right, buddy, it's time for the Fiery Four. The Fiery Four. These are sports headlines ripped from today's newspaper, if people still read newspapers, Spike. Fire number one. Best auto racing movie and why? 
Oh, wait, these are questions for me? Yeah, you got to answer these, buddy. <laughs> then you deliver questions to me later. The best. That happens right after this. Auto racing movie and what? I don't know. I'm still. Just, what do you like? What's I, your favorite? I, I, I like Lamont. I like Lamont. I like Steve that McQueen. That was uh, I like the Steve purity. McQueen, right? Steve McQueen. I, yeah, I dig that whole thing. That, made, that makes me happy when I watch it. You like the 24 Hours of Lamonts? I do. I've been to the race. I, I really been like to the it. race. It's the Woodstock of auto racing. Yeah, wow. a bunch of drunk Europeans laying around <laughs> looking on the ground. <laughs> but uh, do you ever sleep during it? I mean, as a fan, do you, or is, is there excitement at any moment? I just dropped in on it, and then now I watch it on TV at home. But but yeah, I I don't think I would spend the whole weekend laying around with drunk Europeans on the ground. But I but I like the history of the race. You're on some kind of wine tour, and then <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Hey! Right. Doing 260 in the rain. Wow. Fire number two. Right. Is tennis still a major sport or should it just be on radio? (laughs) Because that Uh, Wimbledon thing didn't light anybody's fire. Yeah. I think radio at this point is just about right. Radio would be good. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would. Yeah. And then you could fill in a lot of it uh, with uh, your own imagination. You know, my, my business partner, who we have a production company together, was at Wimbledon this year, and he called me uh, uh, an hour in, just bored stiff. He just said, I got to get out of here. And I said, well, you didn't know that? <laughs> you didn't know they didn't disguise that 80 hours the game. of tennis in the, in the sun was going to be hard? <laughs> Yeah, there's no engines involved. Yeah. They don't have to bring in seven tons of dirt and build a track inside the Staples Center. It sounds great. Hey, let's fly to London and go to Wimbledon. Oh, my God. The trip of a lifetime. Well, guess what? It's 45 not. minutes in. You know what he paid for tickets? Five grand a ticket to be bored stiff and to call me from a phone by the hot dog stand. Listening to the Twins-Angels game on his phone. Fire number three. What can NASCAR do to expand its demographic and get hot shots <clears throat> like you a little more into wow. it? Wow. Well, I like NASCAR. I do like you do those like cars. NASCAR. Yeah, I like the whole scene there. But what could they do? Because uh, <laughs> well. there's a lot of good drivers. There's a lot of good teams. A lot but of good it drivers. still has kind of that southern good old boy kind of vibe. They're trying to expand past it. What's yeah, your I would just extract the you know the the racism from it. That's all. I would just try to try to knock out yeah, some of that, easy. some of the politics out of it, and just let it be guys who like going fast in cars because we all we all like going fast in cars, so right? Just go in there with some laughing. Yeah, the Confederate flags. Take... We don't need to see those. We we can get rid of those. Take a notch off that. Right. And finally, fire number four. Who has the hottest groupies? PGA or Formula One? Uh, Formula One. Yeah, it's yeah, ridiculous. For sure. Yeah, those guys are living race car uh, lifestyles yeah. from the 60s. The, the, the type of lifestyles we didn't know about. They're, they're still living those things. Yeah. Yeah, when someone says Phil Mickelson is, uh, is having an affair with an actual princess, maybe I'll tune in. That Fiery Four brought to you by Yo-Yo Tires. If you get stuck, Spike, just pull the string. All right, now I understand you may have a... Uh, a little uh, pop quiz for me. You got anything for me? You're going to let me promote my, my forum up We're gonna in Monterey? We're going to get to that, yeah, get to that later? Now? No, we can do it now if you want. I'll well, do it whenever you want. You're, you got, you're clearly I here. just have to, because I, I thought you would be interested in this, because it's Michael Strahan. Michael formerly, Strahan, the football player. Normally, formerly of the New York Giants, now hosting every show right, on the ABC. man who, uh, <laughs> speaking of Dancing with the Stars, which he was on, he did his uh, preliminary work for Dancing with the Stars, uh, getting his record-setting sack on Brett Favre, wow. which was a waltz. That was hardly a sack. <laughs> Brett Favre looked him in the eye sort of lovingly and then stuck his hip out invitingly, and Michael Strahan just kind of fell on it. It was quite uh, poetic. Wow. 
I didn't know that. Yeah. So, so now, where, what are you doing, Michael Strahan? Strahan? You probably wouldn't know this, but he's a big car collector. He's been collecting cars I would not for years. Know that. He's assembled a very large collection in New York, and he and I are going to be doing a, a, an hour of, of a forum at the Pebble Beach Concours on August. 25th. It's a very special episode of Spike's Car Radio. Spike's Car Radio, which is your podcast. My podcast here on Podcast One with a very special guest. We've never had Michael Strahan on. and uh, This is big. It's one thirty Saturday, August 25th. Where do people go? Physically? They go to pbclassiccarforum.com. pbclassiccarforum.com. Michael Strahan will be there live. I will and be there live. And this is up in Monterey? Where this is, is up in Monterey. Um, oh, it's like the big car. It's a big car thing up it's there. It's for Monterey Car Week, Ooh. and at one thirty, we'll be yeah. doing an hour. I'm about legally Michael's obligated collection. to stay away from there, but it sounds like a fascinating <laughs> event. The tickets are reasonably priced. Every every dollar of the money goes to charity, and uh, go there and come visit us. It's going to be great. This is the first time we've taken Spike's Car Radio on the road, on the and, road, and, done and a Michael show. Strahan, and we've got it's... Michael Strahan. Yeah, yeah, it's a big deal. So. Uh, talking to some wrench jockey. You're talking to Michael Strahan. Yeah, it's going to be great. And he's, you know. What kind of cars do you have? He's got, well, we're going to get to the bottom of that. But he's got a lot of, uh, he's got oh, a Ford GT, he's got a lot of McLarens, a, a lot of Ferraris. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I want to dig in. But he's, you know, I met him two years there, uh, two years ago, and I had no idea that he even drove cars. No, he doesn't. He, doesn't, <laughs> yeah. he lived in New York. I mean, what do you mean? He goes, I got a very big collection and we, we've become friendly and it's going to be great. It's going to be a great hour that you should uh, go and, and he's, see he's, if you're going to yeah, be in Monterey. I got, you know what? I, I, here's a question I had to ask him. Sure. If you could for me. Sure. Uh, how do you get into those? Because the guy's like 6'10", 270. Those are legit questions and I am going to get into that stuff. Yeah, he's a lean, mean machine. He's got to go to... He's got to go to the Lamborghini folks and go, hey, could you take that side-winding door up another seven notches? <laughs> well, here, you know, I had— to get my size 19s into this bad boy. Those are legit concerns. I've had basketball players and football players on Car Matchmaker over the years. Donald Penn, most notably, from the Oakland Raiders. And yeah. I noticed in all of his cars he had a little towel, a little white towel. And I said, what's, what's this little white towel in all your cars? He, goes, he said, this is, the, uh, this is the big man's towel. And I go, what does that mean? He goes— after I get in the car, I need to do this. <laughs> wipe the sweat off his face. <laughs> it's the Louis it's, Armstrong. It's so hard to get into the car and out of the wow. car. So he's got a little sweat towel he keeps in everyone. That's very impressive. Well, that tip brought to you by Unpotable <laughs> Water. The thirstier you are, the more potable it gets. So go see Spike up in uh, Monterey, August 25th, with Michael Strahan doing a Spike's Car Radio podcast live from there. First time on the road with that bad boy. PBClassicCarForum.com. That's where you get the tickets. PBClassicCarForum.com. Go get tickets. Man, that's a beautiful part of the country. That's an amazing event. And uh, <laughs> Strahan's crazy funny, and you're ridiculous. So that'll be a great Thank thing you. to do. Okay, pop quiz time. What do you got for me? All right, well, it's summertime. It's baseball it season. Oh, and boy. as you know... I'm a Red Sox fan, diehard Red Sox fan. So I thought I would ask you three questions about the Red Sox. All right, let me see if I can't get them. And present. And they, they present. each have a multiple choice answer. Oh, my okay? goodness. So this I'm going to make it a little, little easier prepared. for you, all right? You <laughs> are I, a writer. I've heard in the past you've had trouble. Well, I have some trouble just generally with the answers. Yeah. All right, here we it's go. It's the answer part of the pop quiz that I have trouble with. <laughs> well, now Everything you, you else have a, goes smooth. You have a one in four chance. All right, here we go. All right. Which pitcher has made the most opening day starts for the Red Sox? Is it A, Louis Tiant, B, Roger Clemens, C, Pedro Martinez, or D, Josh Beckett? Martinez. I'm sorry, you're wrong. 
It's Roger Clemens. Oh, brother. <laughs> yeah, well, but any he... out of the league, it is. I, I thought his, these were really easy his questions. His head's the size of a smart car. He's been on the juice so long, he doesn't count. You want it to be Louis Tiant, don't you? Oh, badly. I, I, met I, really him, I met him at the World Series with my mom on the field a few years ago. And I, I, I was struck by how short he is. He's a tiny guy. He's smaller really? than I am. Man, I love that uh, kick back and then look up to see the jets flying in a pattern <laughs> over Logan. All right. And then back down to the corner of the plate. Boom! Nips him with a slurve. <laughs> Love Pete. Loved uh, Louis Tion. Here's your, your second question. All right, you ready? Yes, sir. Which of these Red Sox players does not have his number retired? Which Red Sox player does not have his number retired? Is it A, Repeating Johnny, it won't help. Johnny Pesky, B, Dom DiMaggio, C, Carl Yastrzemski, or D, Jim Rice? Dom DiMaggio. That's right. Wow, look at that. Yeah. All right. So I, you know, and uh, that's not a, actually a sports question for me. That's an Italian brother question for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I got that one. All right. Well, Ooh, I avoided Spike insulting me for not getting the answer right. That's good. Look, <laughs> I, I don't. I, I could not answer snarky. any sports trivia right. I just okay. brought the question. Heading in, right sir. now up to Monterey for a glass of vino. Here we go. Third final question. Hey, this is the rubber. The if, rubber match. You get this one. I win. You win. The Red Sox have played which team the most in the World Series? A, the St. Louis Cardinals. B, the Brooklyn Los Angeles Dodgers. So I guess it's either. C, Cincinnati Reds. Or D, the New York Mets. Is it the Cardinals? The Cardinals. That's correct. Thank you. (laughs) Well done, Chet. I missed the first one, uh, but what are you going to do? Do you like the Red Sox? I do like the Red Sox. I always followed the Red Sox as a kid. I liked liked, uh, Louis (laughs) Tian. Uh, I liked uh, Freddie Lynn. Freddie Lynn, tremendous <laughs> ball player. I liked all those guys. Uh, I liked uh, who's the guy, the catcher who did the whole thing with his arms. Fisk, <laughs> yeah, Carl, Carl Fisk. Fisk. Yeah, yeah. Like that guy. Yeah. I like yeah. the fact, and I like the way they finally broke the curse. Yeah. When everybody thought they were gonna gonna dump out again, they just went, "Hey, we can win. What do we got to win? Eight in a row? Boom, done." There was no curse. There was no <laughs> just curse. they invested in their team. <laughs> That is, uh, you know, something you've got to allow your passion to show through once in a while. Me? Yeah! What do you mean? There's no curse. They just invested in their team. <laughs> it's not an automobile. What passion? Didn't... What do you mean passion? That's superstition. Slap a hearse pistol shift on it. Are you they... a superstitious person? Yeah, I'm not. sometimes. Really? Yeah, you gotta be. You're so, from that so part So what of the you're country. saying was there was an actual curse placed on the Red Sox that worked. And held them back. Can you scientifically verify this for me? Can you scientifically verify that they haven't been trying to assemble a great team for the last uh, 100 years? No, they have not. They were not spending the money. All right. (laughs) Well, that was easy. Yeah. Well, you know, you had a good point. That point brought to you by Pinocchio's. Nevada's only all-puppet brothel. My thanks... To the multi-talented Spike Ferriston, follow him on Twitter, at Spike Ferriston. Watch his show, Car Matchmaker, on Esquire Network. Listen to his wildly entertaining podcast, Spike's Car Radio, which uh, in just a month or so is going to be up in Monterey with uh, Michael Strahan. It's right here on Podcast One and Apple Podcasts. Follow me on Twitter, at Chet Waterhouse, and my comedian buddy, Jeff Cesario, at Real Jeff Cesario. Thanks for listening. Without you, I'd just be a rambling guy at Venice Beach. 
If you want more of me this weekend, folks, I'll be in Helsinki wrapping up the Putin-Trump <laughs> summit for Match.com. This is Chet Waterhouse reminding you to play with pain. And yes, there was a